Essential Blue Podcast. My name is Tommy and I'm your host. So today I'm joined by two debutants and I'm joined by Ray. Mr. Ray is back in the house. Ray, how you doing? You know, it's been a minute. You know, I'm back from my resurgency. You know, I'm back. I'm back like Frank, you know, but unlike Frank, I know Chelsea likes me, not him. Um, yeah, I'll be good. Yeah. Well, we're joined by two debutants today. We're joined by Ellie and we're joined by Monica. How are you guys doing? Ellie, how are you doing? First time on the podcast, essentially. Yeah, first time. Thanks for having me. I'm doing good. How are you? Not too bad. Good day. And Monica, thank you for coming. I've been trying to convince you for like... Yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> three months, I think, or more. I know since last season, I've been trying to... Yeah, it's good to be here, though. Thanks for the, the invite. Cheers, cheers. So where do we start from? I mean, how about this? What was your reaction to Graham Potter getting sacked? Ray, let's start with you. Okay, actually, can I give a context? Like, we recorded an episode and then an hour later he got sacked. So I just want to know. Ray, what was your reaction to Potter sacking? <laughs> it was hilarious. I was sitting at work, right, um, yeah. dealing with somebody who's annoying. And all I see is club statement. In my head, I'm like, maybe some racist thing happened or whatever. Then I just see, like... Because I have Fandang on my phone and I see, oh, Grandpa has been sacked. I'm like, I'm happy. <laughs> At that point in time, I kid you not, I was about to clock out. I was going to be like, listen, I've got four hours left. But just to celebrate this, I have to clock out. Now I clocked <laughs> out. And then I celebrated him getting sacked on space. Esso played music. That was fun. Ellie, how about you? What was your reaction to Porter sacking? I was actually out um, watching like my local like ice hockey team, Ooh. and um, and I was just because I don't know need something more thrilling to watch than Chelsea at the moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I was literally it was really it was quite embarrassing because I it flashed up on my phone and I literally like cheered. I'm not even joking. I, it was like an audible like cheer came out. of. I was like, I like shouted like, oh my God, and like cheered. And like people were like looking at me like I was crazy because obviously nothing was happening in the game. So, um, but I cannot tell yeah. you that that was like topped off a very good day because, yeah. oh man, I, I was, I think I was just, I literally said to the group chat, I was like buzzing for the, yeah. the rest of the day and the, the next day. And then the, like, anxiety seeped in. <laughs> yeah. Until you saw Bruno, Bruno Salter back in charge. We'll leave that. Um, Monica, I know you were Potter in, and then you bro, probably um, sad. Nah. <laughs> nah, I'm not, I'm not Potter in. I'm not Potter in. I mean, I was, I was never Potter in, to be, to be very honest with you. But, yeah, um, I, was kidding. I, was, I was kidding. I was trying I to was wind never, you up. Yeah. But, um, yeah, when I saw the notification, I mean... I laughed because I just thought, you know, obviously I didn't think he was the right man for the job anyway. And I, I just thought it was, you know, why now? But generally I was happy to see him gone because obviously we're not getting good results. Um, um, but yeah, gen- you know, my general reaction was to laugh, you know, just just the joke of it all. Like, I was happy he was going, but obviously I was thinking, you know, what's next? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll get into it. I'm obviously not happy about what what, what next has been, but, you know. Initial reaction was happy, short term, and then scared for what was gonna happen next. First, first. All right, cool. Um, for me, I 
so I was surprised actually. I couldn't believe it, you know. But yeah, I could actually couldn't believe it, bro. It felt like a load being lifted off my shoulders. But yeah, good. Um, let's talk about Liverpool then. Is there any need? We just go straight into it and talk about Frank Lampard. Is there really any need to talk about Liverpool? Bruno Salter. No, no, we we could we could talk about Liverpool. I do want to talk about Bruno very quickly. <laughs> yeah, but we're gonna be brief about it though. But I mean, oh, 100%. Bruno said. Yeah, he said he had to say the boys gave everything. But yeah, great. Over to he you. said it like three times in the span of three days. It was so funny. But um, so like as a joke, right? Because I haven't taken this series this this season in general serious. I fed into the whole Bruno Hive thing, so I changed. <laughs> I changed everything to like my interim version of Wraith, and I had Bruno as my thing because I just I was because they were saying oh Bruno's like a a pep um, pupil or whatever. So I was like okay, let's see what he does. And to be honest, in terms of the game, he actually set up not bad. Substitutions were horrendous, but you know the structure of the the, the structure of the game is better than the previous manager we had. Um, but yeah. you know Bruno Hive. One undefeated, one game, one draw. Um, look, I mean, it was a frustrating game. Um, I didn't think we were going to win that game, so I'm not, you know, heavily surprised. Um, but it was just same old Chelsea. So many chances created, and then, t- you know, offside. It's just, it was just the same story. So, yeah, just disappointing. And then to hear Bruno just kind of say the whole the same thing as Potter. It, you know, it was just. You know, just another day, yeah. just another day. It was. I think the owners were frustrated by that phrase one more time. So they were like, but yeah, Ellie, um, were you, you know, when you saw Frank Lampard like in the stadium, nobody could have imagined that he would be like in the dugout, potentially be in the dugout. Like, the that's incredible. Is, yeah. I did find it really weird. And it was obviously too, right? like. <laughs> It, it was obviously the the Lampard interim thing. Obviously, was in on the cards for a li- at least a little bit before um, before that game because it, it it was weird for him just to randomly be there. Um, but obviously, we didn't. Nobody would have been like, "Oh, he's in the stands," so it it means that he's going to be I in know. charge. Of- no, but I definitely it, thought it was in, weird. in retrospect, you would be like, that is really weird. Yeah, man. Well, it was weird because I think uh, there were other people there. Was John Terry there? I'm not sure. But like that no. game was weird. And when I saw him in the stand, I was like, hmm. And then somebody mentioned it was like John, uh, uh, Frank Lampard is intro for the rest of the season. And I was like, please, <laughs> God, no. Please, God, no. Yeah, I'm not going to let you disrespect my, my leader like that. Okay, okay, yeah, let's talk about Frank at Chelsea. I mean, uh, we could talk about Kai Havertz, but I don't think there's any point because the whole fan base sla- sla- um, slandered Kai, you know, over the weekend. Uh, will I call the weekend or over after the match? No, we, like, can't, we can talk about Kai Havertz if you want to because I have things to say about him. Many things to say about that boy. You guess? Yeah. I want to talk about Frank, though. I mean, all right, cool, right? You, you can have the. No, I've, I've always said, I always said. <sighs> When you're playing, like, if you've ever played ball, right? Like, yeah. for me, I, I primarily, I played, yeah, receiving the ball from a deeper position is very different from receiving it up front. Like, Kai, we all know. I don't, like, I don't know why I have to harp on this. He's not a striker, right? But 
even besides that, people always say, okay, why is it that when he gets in those positions and when he receives the ball that way, why can't he shoot it correctly? And I'm like, it's very simple because the way he's receiving it from a deeper position, like the reason he has 17 goals in Leverkusen is because the way he was receiving the ball, even though he was still in those positions, is very different than how he is up front in the Premier League, backing against two or three defenders and trying to shoot the ball. It's very different. Now, obviously, he should be finishing those chances, 100%, but I always feel like people don't ever take into account how difficult it is. Like, for example, let's say you give him one more second. I'm telling you, some of the chances, if he gets one more second, he's burying them. But this is the Premier League. You don't get that type of time and space. So it, it just is what it is. But I think people who don't really like, I've heard people say, oh, if I was in those positions, I'll score. Are you serious? Some of you niggas, I've never seen you kick ball and you're talking about it like it's the easiest thing in the world. I'm sorry, but it's it's really not. It's not that simple. Um, but I, again, I'm not going to gloss over the misses, but I'm just saying there is context to it. And like, for example, Timo Werner, right? You see the you see the goals he's scoring at Leipzig? He's not going to do that yeah. in the Premier League because he doesn't have that time and space. Um, so it's just, it's just a whole different thing. I think I understand what you're saying, Wraith, but... It's I think more more so than his like finishing with his feet, the finishing with his head annoys me to I cannot even begin to explain to you how much that boy annoys me with his heading ability. Like it's it was it's been like maybe the last three games that I've noticed it significantly drop off. It's like he doesn't want to head the ball. He's he's like he's not um he it's like he's just not competing anymore and i understand because he's literally he's got no competition he's got no desire obviously the the whole morale of the team and the confidence of the team is at an all-time low i understand that but this man turned his back on a heading opportunity in the same game I don't remember when did this happen. I don't remember. It was there was um I think it I think it was Liverpool game or before or the match before, um, but he there was a clear opportunity and it just it he's there is multiple multiple times that he has had good good opportunities to to get a header at least on target, mate. At least on target. Um. I can't. I'm gonna to have to find out which which uh, match that is. But he was it Villa. No. Yeah, it might have been Villa. But it was it was just one I of those. I don't remember Kyra shying out of duels. I do. I do understand he doesn't. Um, I think in terms of judging the header, um, and then trying to hit it correctly and timing it, he's it's not good. But shying away from headers is not one thing I can say about Kai Havertz. No, he has only once or twice. No, Ray, he has only once or twice. In the last three games, I've noticed it significantly. His his whole demeanor seems off. His like, I can't even. I, I, I don't really know how to explain it. I'm I'm all for. I'm, and this isn't just to dump on him. Like I'm all for like Kai Havertz. Like I I was fully like backing him and I'm patient with players like I'm not like people are already jumping on um Madrid and I think that's really harsh um I was so patient with with Werner um I think we all were and no, I'm never gonna be patient with Werner he, he there's so, a ceiling he was at I knew where he no, was at and but this is what I mean so I think there are levels and um even though that 
Havertz is play, playing out of position. There's certain things that he needs to be able to do as as a as as standard. And I think if you go back and watch those games, you'll see what where I'm coming from because it wasn't. You'll see that it wasn't just me on the timeline that was saying it. Like they would just be like, "What uh, the the turning the back?" Um, or you know, he was in like the six yard box, and he was. It, it, it's like he can't. His confidence again, like up against other players, it's like he immediately thinks he's not going to win the header, or he he's. It's like he has no strength, and he's he's quite. Um, he's not very confident going up against players anyway. Like one on one, he's not very like. You can tell that he's not confident because he'll turn around, um, sideways pass. He won't like press defenders. Um, yeah. and he won't take he won't take them on, but it it's just I'd have just know it's just something that I've noticed significantly in the last like few games, and I think if you went back and you had a look, you would be able to see see where I'm coming from. I don't think it's um that outlandish. No, it's calm. It's calm. I, it's calm. Like it's fine. All right, Monica. I mean, were you annoyed? What? What? Can I have it? Not just Kai, but like the Liverpool game. I mean, you could talk about Kai. I don't know. You could do that. I mean, just everything. I think the players are just burnt out. You know, for me, it, it goes back to management. But yeah, the, these players, so many chances just ruined and spoiled. It's, it's just, it's the same old story with Chelsea. I think, I think the players are just burnt out. Um, and then to have so many shots and to not score, like I... I, like I, I don't know what the problem is, um, but I think clearly the players are just checked out. I don't know if it's to do with the World Cup. I think maybe they just feel like they've got nothing to play for anymore. So what's the point? Um, you know, let's be real. We're not going to get relegated, so there's not like a huge pressure on the players to like perform. I think we're what one point away from being safe. I think forty points is basically safety. Um, we're not we're not going to finish top four. I don't know if Europe's even on the cards. I think they're just you know it's just there's no morale because there's nothing to play for. No, um, but Monica, yeah, I want to ask you this. You say you don't know what the problem is, but some people say Kai Havertz is the problem. What can you say? What can you say? I disagree. It's this has been a this is I I disagree with Kai Havertz being the problem. He's not the only problem. He's one of the problem. Like yeah, the for sure. He's for sure. He's, he's um, not alone in it. No, definitely. But I don't think say for example, if we if if we sold Havertz in the summer, that that doesn't um you know solve it. Solve, solve our problems. We've had this isn't and I think I think a lot of people have memory loss when it comes to Chelsea because we've had this problem with finishing for years. It hasn't it's not just a recent thing. It's been it's just I think it's been uh amplified by how shit we are this season um and also by poor management so before we would at least have you know somewhat decent decent management to to mask the players whereas a lot of people would would say oh it's the players it's the players that are doing it we went like massively on the players we were really against like a lot of the fans were against the players at one point because they were like how are they not finishing or doing all this and downing tools and all all that but it this is my main concern going forward new manager or not 
um how you know i don't see a new manager improving suddenly making us be able to finish like <laughs> it's it, i don't i don't see that happening like you you know felix uh Havertz, you know and cuckoo when it comes in it's still going to be the same do you know what i mean like i don't understand what what they need to unlock you know it's it's, no, a, but, it's a huge concern no but mm. cuckoo's a pro- actually a prolific finisher um, it's yeah, his goal I, of to, course. I'm just using I'm using him as an example, just because obviously I haven't I haven't seen him play for Chelsea, but it seems like as soon as anyone comes to Chelsea that's new, it's we, we've got an instant curse on them. Like I'm anxious no, I don't, now. I don't any, think any 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 player that comes in, I'm anxious because what, I can't remember the last time we got a player in that that started off on the front foot. When was the last time that we got a, a player in? Sorry. Um, but yeah, when was the last player that we got in that that kicked, you know, hit the ground running? We've I I can't I cannot remember. I mean I can I mean the, the problem is very simple. Um every single player we've bought since two thousand and about sixteen. Yeah. Every player we bought from since like eight or nine years ago, um, has been misprofiled. Um mm. Like Ross Barkley, what we thought he was going to be, he wasn't good. Bakayoko wasn't good, uh, if we're just looking at midfield. Um, you go to the players on the wing, Christian Pulisic, um, he was brought in. But if you look at his numbers at Dortmund, they were never good. They were very average in an average league. Uh, unlike Sancho, who was prolific in Dortmund and then came to the Premier League and flopped, his numbers were horrible. Um, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, um, Yeah, I can hear you. Lukaku, um, they wanted a target man. Lukaku's a channel runner. He likes to run into space and run into players and just kind of bully him off the ball and then score. That's his. But we were looking for a target man. Then they forced Tuchel to go convince him to come here. Even though he wanted Harry Kane, he wanted Lewandowski and Holland. Didn't get any of those. Um, who else do we buy? Ziyech, um, physically right. incapable of playing in this league. Um, very easy to buy on the ball. He needs overlaps. He's not good 1v1. Um, who else do we have? Most of the players under Marina that we signed that were attackers, uh, Timo Werner. Julian Nagelsmann never played Timo Werner against low blocks. What do Chelsea primarily go up against? Low blocks. Every player we bought, and then Kai Havertz, right? Kai Havertz played yeah. second striker or attacking midfield at Leverkusen. He never played up front. He was always the guy, and even... Like, even if you look at the, the scout reports, they always said, and every manager who admires uh, Kai Havertz, they said the one thing he's good at is attacking space, right? He likes to be the shadow of the team. That's why he's, like, that's what, that's what Kai Havertz is great at. But then we start doing things like sticking him out on the wing, sticking him up front, and he's not that. Um, so a lot of these players, we've done them a disservice, and obviously some of them still have deficiencies, but... It all goes back to what Marina and them did, and they didn't do their due diligence. Now, a lot of the players we bought recently, the Sterlings, Mudricks, Madwekes, I can at least say that there's something there with those players, right? So most of the players we bought, Datra Fofana, um, there's something there. So I'm not super duper worried. But when it comes to this number nine thing, I think people are just obsessed with that position. Uh, that, and anybody who's in a finishing position is always going to be 
lash. Oh, I hate this guy. I hate this guy. Even if you go back to the Aston Villa game, there were so many people that made mistakes. The, the Everton game, so many people that made mistakes. And obviously, Kai Havertz needs to be called out because he didn't play well that game or the game that we recently played. But it's as if, like, if you're the number nine and you're not doing well, you're the only one who gets whipped. You know what I'm saying? This obsession with that, that position, it's just, I don't know what it is with this fan base. And until they learn, right, that if, if someone comes here, it doesn't matter how prolific they are in the league, especially the Serie A, don't have high expectations because if if Oshiman comes in and he scores ten goals or twelve goals in the Premier League, do not be surprised. Do not be surprised. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll leave that. Um, we'll leave that. Monica, what do you, do you think? Um, Kahavas might play striker for Frank Lampard because I want to talk about Frank now. What do you think Frank might do on Saturday at Wolves? Um. Well, I'm very, I'm bitterly disappointed that we brought Frank Lampard back. Um, for me, like, I, I don't understand the appointment. Like, if you're going to sack Potter, I'm thinking you're sacking Potter to bring in someone kind of new, permanent. You know, I'm thinking Nagelsmann, I'm thinking Enrique. But to bring um, Lampard back on a temporary basis, to me, just doesn't make sense. Um, because why are you bringing him back? We're not going to get relegated. Um, we're not probably going to win the Champions League with him. We wasn't going to win the Champions League with Potter anyway. So what is what's the point? I'm I'm not understanding that. Um, and I think to bring him back um, just doesn't make sense. He didn't end well. His last season with us didn't end well. Yeah, we had a good season with him one time. I think we finished fourth. Um, and we also had um, you think <laughs> a transfer ban. So he did well. He handled it well, but. The last season we had wasn't great. So, you know, I'm just... For me, it just highlights the fact that Todd Bowley and co don't know what they're doing. And they're using um, Lampard as a means to kind of, like, appease the fans, to kind of distract us from the fact that they actually don't know what the hell they're doing. And it's kind of sad to me that there's so many Chelsea fans that are like, oh, yeah, we've got we've got um, Lampard back, yeah, singing all these chants. And for me, it's like there's a bigger problem. And the bigger problem is... We've got owners that don't know what they're doing. They, they're clueless. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's nothing I can do. I'm a Chelsea fan for and through. I just have to ride it out. But I do not expect good results under Lampard. Um, but, yeah, again, my hands are tied. What can I do? But I'm very, I'm disappointed with it. Disappointed with it. Ellie, Ellie, what can you say? Frank's appointment. I think, yeah, I think it's tricky. Initially, I was like, I was in... And I'm in another like group chat and it's just, I think <laughs> I just put in why <laughs> that was my general like feeling. Yeah. Um, I can yeah. understand it from a certain perspective. So like I've come, yeah. I've come to accept it over the, the few days because the initial, the initial reaction was not good. Like obviously disappointment. Um, but <laughs> I can I can see why it's happened because I think you've got to get somebody in for 10 however many games 10 games and I think the the options yeah. there are limited um even though you know people have I've seen that people have listed a a whole host of other managers that could come in for an interim basis I don't I don't believe a lot of them would come in for for that um, for that amount of games, yeah. What names? Have what you seen? names? Oh, like people eat, like just shouting about like like Hassan Hutu, uh, Jesse Marsh, like uh, 
I think oh, even God. one of one of my friends said Hiddink. He was like, "What's Hiddink up to these days?" Um, and I was just like, "There's yeah. um, someone said like Nuno," and I was like, "All these all these managers, I think they want an actual appointment. They don't want an uh, they they don't need. I feel like Lampard has come back." for a specific reason. I think he, he wants to prove himself. I feel like he's going to shoot himself in the foot. He's got really difficult fixtures. Um, so it well, is wait. a bit... Did you, watch his, did you watch his press conference today? No, but I've seen quotes. Bears. All right, go on. Go on. Well, oh, okay. <laughs> I, it's just... Um, <sighs> I it, It's an interesting appointment, that's all. Like, I... He's it's it's a tricky thing to understand, especially given the the fixtures he has ahead of him. Um and yeah. given he didn't he didn't end on on the best of like not terms, obviously the terms are always okay, but he didn't he didn't have a great run with us in like at the end of it. You know, initially he he did well yeah. but then it went went to shit. So I I don't know. It personally I'm like, well, I'm I'm not overly bothered because we're we've waited too long to make the change. Um I would see the arguments for other managers if if we had sacked Potter earlier. I I don't understand the arguments for oh we might as well have just kept Potter. We couldn't have kept Potter like um yeah. <laughs> it the the dressing room was gone clearly. And it was just there. There was audible yeah. booze every game um, from the fans, so yeah. we couldn't have kept Potter no way. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's tricky. It doesn't. No, I don't think anyone's confident. Everyone's gonna be ha- like an element of happiness is there because he's a club legend. But just because he's a club legend doesn't mean he should be managing our club. You know. Oh God, so yo, first, first, I'm. You guys, I have a lot to say, but before I introduce Raid, I just want to say if you guys, I don't know if, if Monica and Raid both watched the press conference because I did, and if you guys watched it, perhaps you would change your mind. Two, I'm curious to know your outcome of the season. What are you guys like predicting the season might be? But before we go into that, Raid, what was your reaction to Frank's, not necessarily a reaction, but your take, I guess, on Frank's appointment on the Frank coming back and all that, yeah. The Frank appointment. Um, I didn't like it initially. Um, I still don't like it. I think it's a bad idea. Um, as a manager, in my personal opinion, you need to have some tactics. This guy, and it's so bad, and I rate Frank so lowly that I think even if he can get the blade, the boys playing like passion ball, Grandpa is a better tactician than he is. Right, and that's what I rate above everything. No, that's not true. Yes, yes. Nah, facts. Yeah, Gra- I'm not sure. That's yeah, not- <laughs> Gra- no, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. Graham, like, he may take two or three years to implement his style, but at least I can say I've seen tactics from that guy. <laughs> I have never seen any semblance of anything from Frank Lampard to suggest that he knows what he's doing. And for me, passion ball Bro, goes boom. He- is not for me. However, <laughs> he, because Bruno Saltor does not want to remain here because he didn't want to remain as the interim, they needed somebody who's going to motivate the team. They needed somebody who's going to 
uh, that the players respect. Um, and they needed somebody who is a, able to avoid relegation. So he's a selection. That's fine. But as a tactician, as bad as Grandpa's results were, at least he's somewhat of a tactician. Like I keep saying, this guy does not have tactics, and I'm not hearing it. That's all I'm gonna I just don't. I don't see how you can That's call Potter a tactician. No, he is a ta- no, 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 no. Ellie, Ellie. I think it's very like in terms of being able to get results. He did not get results. He did not do well. But in the Ooh. games we played, oh, Potter, yeah. yes, in the games we played. Their tactics that he used, some of them just weren't executed well, right? With Frank Lampard, there is nothing. It's just vibes. And I don't, that, that's, just, that's just the thing. What are his tactics? I mean, to be I honest th- with I you, I, I wouldn't even be able to remember. Um, because <laughs> the, last, the last time you were here was tricky. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Can you guess him? I want to give you an example, right? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, okay. So he, Lampard did the double over Mourinho. Okay. He did the double over Mourinho. And he used the back three system to go play away at Spurs. And I can't remember. I think we beat them when Song got red card or whatever. I think we beat them like 2 0. Can't remember. Um, second game against Pep towards the end of the season. I think that's the game that made them lose the league to Liverpool. We beat Pep 2 1. Lampard was at the helm. Okay, okay. I'm not, I'm not, uh, listen, 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 listen. This is where I keep saying results are not an indication of tactics. There are managers who are in relegation sides who are great tact. Hold on. They're like, for example, Bielsa. Bielsa is a clear tactician of most of the managers in the Premier League, but his teams were not doing well. Why? Because there's so many good things about his systems. However, the problem is the man market approach he takes in his tactics for leads and all his teams he's ever played, just so it's exciting, just so it's attacking, end up hurting him in the back in the long run, right? So winning a game does not mean you out-tactic the other, yep. the other manager. It just means you won the game. <laughs> but he did. Fed. Okay. But of, okay, but you can't deny the double, though. You can't deny I'm the money. Not he did wait, the double wait, wait, wait. I'm not you. saying that Frank can't, can't get results. Oh. Tell me. I said he's a bad tactician, and that's what I rate in managers because a tactician that has decent tactics, good tactics, amazing tactics, great tactics can get you a result for a long stretch of time. Frank might get you the odd result. That's why, like, him be playing, like, 9 to 11 games. We only have, what, 11 games, including the championship uh, games left. Have you, have you seen our fixtures? We're not winning a single game. You'll be surprised. Passion ball, passion ball. Listen, listen. I, I won't be surprised <sighs> if we get some, some surprising results. <laughs> Don't be surprised if you take Against these... Wolves, away at Wolves, Brighton, Real Madrid, um, Brentford, Arsenal, Bournemouth, Man City, Newcastle. But, 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 but Monica, that's, that's what I'm saying, right? That's what I'm saying, right? Some of the teams that Frank beat, some of the managers he beat were better than him. Tactic-wise, some of the managers he played in those same games, he's better than them tactic-wise. But that's football for you. like, And he ended up being, what, his worst finish was, what, eighth or ninth? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's one of those things where, yeah, passion can get you to a certain point. But tactics can get you over seasons. Eight games, ten games, you just might be surprised. You know what I'm saying? So I wouldn't be surprised if we win some some big game like uh, against Arsenal or against Wolves or against Brighton. I wouldn't be surprised. Passion ball is strong. 
Monica, I've learned. I've learned the hard way. We're no, we're no Real Madrid when it comes. You know, we don't have that kind of passion behind us. But look, I, I hope, I hope I'm wrong. I, I don't want to be right. I, I want to be, I want to be proven wrong. But um, all right, let's talk for about. Me, it's not really good. Let's talk about the outcomes of the season then, Monica. Let me start with you. What outcomes do you think might um, happen? Outcome this, of the season, well, Frank, yeah, just Frank being maybe heavy, just yeah. Maybe just maintain eleven. Try not to go any further down. Um, try not to be disgraced under um, Real Madrid away. Um, that's it. I think. I think that's it. Um, I think. I think that's the realistic target for Chelsea. No, but we've got nothing to I lose. Think we get... give, give it all. You think we can beat Real Madrid? No, I said I think we get eight position in the league. Like we qualify for Europe or I'll something. Finish. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, um, <laughs> Ellie, how about I, I don't you? Think so, but, yeah. I think, I think eighth, eighth is, eighth is doable. Is um, that taken into consideration the fixtures we have? Yeah. Yep. No. To be fair, yeah, like yeah. looking, looking, um, so looking at the table, obviously eighth is doable, but then looking at the fixtures, yeah. I, I mean, I don't. I am. I'm surprised that a lot of people are confident looking at those fixtures given how we've been and how you expect Lampard to to turn it around. I mean to be fair, he might he might be exactly what the players need and we don't know. We might be so surprised. Um but Do you think he commands respect from the players? Obviously, I think he has I think he has I think he has um the respect needed like more respect i think he commands more respect than potter does and i think he's got you know he's as this club legend status i think you know uh, people you know players came to chelsea to play for lampard so you know i think that that is in his favor obviously what isn't in his favor is that he hasn't done very well um in management but I think people do respect him as a player and respect his knowledge of football. Whether that translates well in ma- in a management perspective is yet to be seen. But he does have the respect of other players as a fellow player. So whether that yeah. is well, what the boys need he... to boost him, to boost them, sorry, like that would be... That remains to be seen. But I'll say this more, something. Okay. Go ahead. I almost cut you off. No, it's all right. Just some something needs to be. Something needs to give. I, it, I, like I wouldn't be surprised if we, if we perform against you know a team like Real Madrid because we somehow do turn it on on Champions League nights. Hmm. But what if, if you're a player? If you're a player, right? You've I don't know, you've seen we had Tuchel, Tuchel's gone, Potter comes in, he's gone, Bruno's come in, it's gone. And then you hear Chelsea are having conversations with the likes of Nagelsmann and Luis Enrique, and then Lampard turns up as the manager. As a player, are you not thinking, what, the, what is this? Like, do you not think that's going to just reduce any morale they may have had? No. To hear and that, you, you know, why. Enrique's been in England, and then you've got Lampard coming back. I'll tell you why, because I think... Um... If Lampard comes, right, 
they may not know. They may be like, right, this guy's not a tactician. But if you have players like Felix, the Zacharias, most of these players rate Frank Lampard or have bigged him up as like a player they really, really admire. And number one, yeah, he's not quite aware he's. Yeah. But like in terms of like knowing that expectations have risen, like subconsciously because that you have this guy who's a Chelsea legend who you may have looked up to is now your manager. Even though you know that he's not a good tactician, you will have to raise your level. Um, and I do think that's where like the passion ball thing works because like Paul, even if he did have decent tactics, the players in the back of the head is like, this guy's never done anything as a player or as a manager. Why should I rate him? Yeah. Then they mm. look at Lamps, they're like, this guy, he doesn't have tactics. But listen, he's Lamps. We've got 10 more games to go. Let's up our levels. But see, I disagree with that because I think if you're a Chelsea player, you think, okay, Lampard was at Everton. He did a really crap job. We've got 10 games in. There's not, there's nothing much that's going to be really achieved here. If anything, we're doing Lampard a favour. We're giving him some more managerial experience. Like, I, as a player, I don't know. I, I just wouldn't think, oh, my God, Lampard's here. I've got to really put my all in. Because for what? What are we really competing for? I don't think anybody expects Chelsea to win the Champions League. Let's let's be honest. I don't no, think do. we're going to even the... do well. Who, who does? No, 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 no. Not they, like, as the fans. Because most of the fans have given up. But if I'm just using what they themselves say about the Champions League, what Todd says, Bali says about them possibly winning the Champions League, they believe they have a chance to do it. And I think in their head, right, like you're thinking of it logically, in their head, these are players who, some of them, no disrespect, they don't understand the tactics. They just do whatever the manager tells them to do. Um, some of them have an idea that he's not as good of a manager tactically, but in their head, they have things to prove to themselves. And now that Lamps is the caretaker, right, even if the quote-unquote tactics are mediocre, they're going to have to push beyond their limits to win the champs. And I do believe they'll attempt to. Will they succeed? I don't know. But I do believe, like, on a, like a, like a, a logical level, what you're saying makes sense. But these are still players. So the whole passion thing, <laughs> like I said, it might work for, for 11 games. Or maybe more than that if we get past Real Madrid. But that's all I'm saying. Well, I hope I'm, I hope I'm wrong, but... Um... Well, obviously, I don't also don't know the reasons why Nagelsmann and Enrique didn't come in so far. I don't know if they maybe wanted to come in the summer, but I would just think with Lampard, it just kind of highlights, oh, this is just this season's done. Let's just you know, just see it out. Yeah, so, with Nagelsmann, I mean, I with Nagelsmann, the reason it's just not happening is they the the board want Nagelsmann first priority, right? Um, and with him, he's kind of. He's just kind of taking his time because he's been sa- it's really been two weeks since he got sacked from, from Bayern. With Enrique, he's he's got his hands on his knees. He's twerking the hardest for this club. But and they look at him like, okay, this guy, they look at Enrique like, okay, this guy is a legend. He had MSN, he won these titles and whatnot. So we have to consider him. He's our second choice. And they look at Nalog with me, he's like, he's the perfect, the Arteta guy they've been looking for. Like what Paul was supposed to be. And because of that, and also the fact that the instant they sacked Tuchel, they just appointed Paul, they're going to try to make the whole process look like it was an actual process of selecting managers, but in reality, it's only two people they want. And so they'll just take the next month or so making it look like, hey, we did our due diligence, diligence in looking for at all these managers, Tite and Marcelo Gallardo and all these managers are willing to. They'll make it look like they're really optioned, but they're, they're really not. At the end of the season, 
will appoint who we really want. And then it'll look like- That's still there. Yeah, yeah. So really within the next week or two, we'll find out who it is. I'll be wrong. <laughs> but, but why are people afraid of Frank Lampard winning the Champions League then? Because if he does that, there's a problem. Ed Bali and Todd Bowley have a problem on their hands. So, Ray, what can you say? Ellie? No, he doesn't. Again. No, no, they don't have a problem on their hands. They're not going to appoint him ever. They're never going to appoint Frank Lampard as a manager <laughs> for their long-term project. No, they, they, they're not. Di Matteo, Di Matteo won the Champions League. So, yeah. And he got the there job. You go. There's a prime example of, you know, club legend winning. Well, he, he got and... the job after he... Listen, 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 Tommy. I'm, tell, I'm telling you this right we now. Didn't get the right. My he insider has he... told me they have no. Even if Frank Lampard wins the Champions League, they will not entertain that idea in their head. They have two or three people they want. It's between Nagelsmann and Enrique, and then the third option they really would like is Amarim, if if it ever comes to that. But they will not appoint Frank Lampard. He's not even in their head for their long term project. Let's do let's do like what Frank did today in this press, and let's focus on the next game. So he says he wants to go to work in the training ground, and um, I know he's gonna prove Rate and Monica and Ellie wrong. I know Ellie has been like fair on Lampard, but Rate he's gonna prove you wrong, man. I Trust hope so. <laughs> um, I about keep, keep, keep violating him, Monica. We don't want this guy for long term, man. No, no it's not even about long term. It's about what you said about him lacking tactics. He's going to prove because, you wrong. Because, because nobody uh, can tell me the tactics he uses. Even the managers I don't think are that good, I can say the tactics they use. Whether it's Nuno Espirito Santo or any of the other random bums out here, they have tactics. He's just not good. Tactically. It just is what it is. But guys, off topic, right? Are you... <laughs> Todd Bowley and Coach, are you happy with them? Do you feel like they are the bigger, the, the bigger problem? Or do you just think this is... They're okay. We're just going for a blip. I think we're going through a blip. I don't think we're going through a blip. Um, I think when they came in, um, they wanted to go with TT and they just didn't align. Then they made a bunch of mistakes in the transfer market. They learned from that. Then they got the um, recruitment team in. Um, even the sacking of, of the uh, grandpa himself, like a lot of it was the Vivells, the Winstanleys, the Joe Shields. They were saying, "Bro, this guy's not the guy." And Vivell has been pushing for Nagelsmann for about three or four months now. Um, so it's nothing new. So they had like, and also the the fan base, right? The fans they go into the freaking spaces and everything, and they're listening to gauge the fans' um, perspective of of this manager. And I'm like, they're being partially stubborn, but they're also learning when to just you know, let things go. They waited too long with this one, but the board themselves have been, have not been keen on Paul for like a long time. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily a blip. I do think they're learning long-term. They're going to end up leaving the, the footballing stuff to, you know, the, the footballing people. So I'm not worried about long-term, but I think right now they've learned a lot in terms of transfer. They've learned a lot to leave the um, footballing decisions to, the Winstanleys, the Joe Shields, the Vavels, and them guys there. So I don't think it's a blip. I do think there's going to be other issues probably down the line, but I don't think it'll be as bad as, as it is right now. I don't think I don't see it being 10th or 11th ever again. All right. Um, Ellie, do you want to answer Monica's question? Because I have a question for you guys. 
Yeah, I mean, um, I I agree with what Ray said. I and I also think that they, considering they came in and they basically just tore everything up, they fired everyone. They just, you know, they basically started from square one. Um, I think they had they had to do everything themselves because they had no other options <laughs> not saying that it was the best idea um but they i think they needed to get certain they started off that domino they like they with with firing Tuchel and i just think that they had to kind of you know get everybody out um associated with roman um just because of like pr they needed to get in that negativity off their back. Um, mm-hmm. And I think because of that, they had to literally get rid of, get rid of everyone. Um, and the, their only option was to lead it themselves. And that maybe that gave them some sort of ill-filled confidence <laughs> that they could do it. Um when you know, obviously they aren't clued up. They brought in it. They have brought in, you know, a team that can do it. But I do feel like they are stubborn in the sense that they don't listen to them at the times where they do need to listen to them. For example, um, Vivel saying that Potter should have gone months ago. For example, um, but I, considering they're, you know, they've just bought us. I think having this, having a a blip of a season or having, you know, making mistakes and the odd, you know, everyone, many managers, not managers, sorry, many um, owners make mistakes. I mean, fucking look at Spurs. <laughs> That's just mistake after mistake. But like, it's just, I don't know. I, I'm willing to like see how they are. They, it does, it, they are making us, look bad um you know everyone's you know saying scattergun approach um don't know what they're doing blah 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 but if we end up winning something they they've got you know they're the one looking red-faced you know so i don't know i think you know give it another season to see um how it plays out see who we have come summer and obviously they'll need more than a season the new manager will need more than a season but um, I think we'll get more of a an idea of their plan <laughs> um, if like if we give them a little bit more time. We can't expect. I think we're very spoiled as a fan base because of because of what Roman did, um, and we're not patient. Um, and considering we've just basically started off from square one, I think we need to you know, adjust our expectations a little bit. Interesting. Interesting you say that. Okay, I want to ask this. Let's come back to the footballing stuff before call it a day. Monica, do you think um, Mendy gets reinstated immediately or oh. Lampard sticks with Kepler? <laughs> I've been thinking about this, you know. Um, oh, I do not know. I think, will we see a Mendy re- a comeback? I think we will. But it would be harsh on Kepler. I think so. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen starting in, in Wolves. I don't know if maybe we'll have a switch up in the Champions League. And that might be a shocker. But yeah, I, I think I can see Mendy returning. 
um under Lampard. I just don't know when. Um but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think right. he preferred him over him anyway. So yeah, I, I think I did see it happening. Just a case of when. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair. All right, cool. Ray, what, what formation do you think um Frank might come up with on Saturday? What formation? I guess a bit of players in a formation, or do you want me to give like just a formation? No, like Frank's potential formation on Saturday. What do you what do you predict? He's not, he, predict. he's not insane enough to play a 4-3-3. It'll probably be a 4-2-3-1. Yeah, but I think it'll be a back three, though. I wouldn't be surprised if it is, but, you know. <laughs> Ellie, what do you think? I think it'll be back three. What formation do you think Frank will play, actually? Ellie, on Saturday? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes similar to what we had. A lot of people are saying that he's going to start a Bamiyang, and I'm not... I don't see where those shouts are coming from. Um, I can, I maybe because Havertz hasn't been good. But I guess the thing is, I guess he has to do something because why? And also, why not? Why not play him? Because the thing is that the times that he did play, he was bad. But now we've we've introduced different players now, so we've got we've. We've got different players in. I think um, him linking up with Felix would be potentially quite good. He doesn't have to... He can play as more of a... Um, he he doesn't have to use his pace, which I feel like he, he's kind of lost now. He can sort of, like, be... Um, what is at the, the right place. Yeah. yeah, like, there's a term, but I've completely... It's coming out of my head. Um, but he can play more like a Giroud for it, if you if you know what I'm talking about. Um, Wait, who's mm-hmm. I like? Rather than no, like it, his sort of play, like his his game his gameplay um, can no, be player? more of a Giroud. What, what um, Aubameyang can be can be play, can play more like a, a Giroud rather than um, you know what we're used to seeing of Aubameyang, like in you know. Arsenal days is like pace running in behind etc and I just don't think he's got that anymore um or or he his he's massively affected by his um he's a, he's a mentality player obviously um and he doesn't it's clear he doesn't really want his, the this whole move I was massively against um and I don't really understand why it happened but you could tell that he, I don't know, the way he played for us, he just doesn't really want to be the, be here. I don't know. But I going back to the original point, um, I'm not sure if I, I'm not sure if, I think he'd be on the bench. I'm not sure if he'd start with the Bamiyang. But um, I don't know. I feel like maybe a back three. But I think, didn't back three go bad for him? <laughs> Is I, I'm... I'm cut, like I'm haunted by the previous matches <laughs> that he's played, <laughs> that he's uh, managed. He played a back three at Everton. Well, I want to ask Monica this question actually. Monica, Ellie and Ellie and the puck in the episode, right? I was like, oh, do you think Lampard might keep Carlos up front? We said Ellie talked about Aubameyang. So I mean, what do you predict? Do you, who do you think might play up front for Frank Lampard on Saturday, Monica? Um, Kai Havertz. You think so? Yeah, I don't know. I this is me with my Lampard goggles on. Yeah, I think he will. I think he will. I think he will. 
Borate said Lamp- Borate said Lampard played um Kai Havertz as a inside. He, play, he played him. No, no, he played him as an as an RCM like a right central midfielder. Um, yeah. and he played him on the wing too, and that was about it. I think left and right wing, but he never played him up front. I think Havertz is better deep, like deeper than he than he is like as a striker though. Yeah, he's more effective. He's more Ironically, effective. Uh, yeah. I do think he's. I don't think he's going to play Havertz up front. He's going to play the guy who's actually played up front at various clubs, and that is Joao Felix. He's going to play Joao yeah, Felix, Felix up front. Yeah. He's going to pl- play Kai probably in the ten, um, or on the wing, but have like Chilwell and and Reese hold the whiff, so like Kai is more inside. Um, but that might not even happen. It might be the case where he might play like a front three of like Felix. Um, actually. Woodrick, let's say, yeah, let's say we play it back three. It'll probably end up being something like Felix, Mount, and Sterling. I think that's probably yeah. likely yeah, yeah. front three if we mm. play a three. If we play a four, I do think that changes drastically. He'll probably have Felix up front, Sterling on the right, Mount in the 10, and then Mudrick um, on the left. Or he might put, I don't know, but I, I feel like he, he won't drop him out. Also, with Aubameyang, he doesn't have the facilities to play as a Giroud player because we've seen him. That's, there's a reason why, like, when um, he was playing in the champs later on in, in, in uh, like, last year, he moved Aubameyang left wing so Aubameyang could run in behind. Because when we asked Aubameyang to do things in possession, he would just lose the ball. He, there were so many times Aubameyang would lose the ball in tight areas and pressure the defense or as he's trying to do some creation, he'll back pass it to one of our center backs and put him under pressure. So he's not, he, even Frank is not dumb enough to do that, but if he does play a bombing, it'll be up front. And the only other person I can see him playing up front, it has to be Felix because Felix actually is more naturally of a nine. The only reason Felix doesn't play there is because when we need to penetrate through the middle, Oh my God, he's the only one that can do it. Um, when Kai does drop yeah, because when Kai dro- does drop deep, he can spread some passes. I was actually very surprised, like, the switches of play he was doing, been doing recently. But in terms of just getting actual penetration through the middle, in terms of ball carrying, he's the only one that can do it. That's the reason why he's been playing in the tent. So it really depends. But I, I can only see it being Felix. Um, I just hope he doesn't bench Enzo because I don't want to see that. I, I'll, I'll fight him if he benches Enzo. He's still not going to bench Enzo. But yeah, that's I very interesting. I think he's going to bench Enzo. I hope he doesn't because I'll fight him. Well, I'll fight him. Who would he? Who would he bench Enzo for? Exactly, no it'll be, one. It'll be it'll be a Gallagher, Gallagher, and Conte. Oh my god! Field. Literally, I think I don't think I'd watch Chelsea for the rest and of the season if, if Gallagher is is Gallagher comes on for Enzo. Honestly, hold on. Let's ask Monica. Monica, what do you think? Um, Frank might play like a back four, back three on Saturday. What formation do you think Frank might play, Monica? <sighs> um. Four three three. I don't know. I I I don't trust Lampard. <laughs> Where's the trust issue coming from? I don't have yeah. hope. This is the problem. Why? Gallagher could start. Gallagher could probably start. I could probably see Conor Gallagher there. Mount's definitely going to make an appearance. Um, yeah, I wouldn't even be surprised if Enzo doesn't even play. That's how much I'm sorry. I'm just why. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm probably thinking the worst, but I, I just don't have hope here. I'm sorry, I'm trying to be as optimistic as possible. All right, okay, you know, Monica, you know what will happen, yeah? Perhaps 
when you watch the Chelsea Wolves game, perhaps you you feel different. I I pray I I pray so, but I am definitely watching that game. I, it's not on Sky Sports either, though, is it? Is, is it three PM kickoff? Yeah, three PM. I need to find a way to watch it. Um, yeah, yeah, but no, but realistically, Enzo should start. I I don't yeah I don't he's think gonna he, start. Enzo is so good. To I think yeah, it's going to be a four-two-three-one or something. Yeah, as much as it'll be four-two-three-one because I think Enzo he's going to start Enzo with Kante. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or Zachariah. Yeah. No, I don't think. I think. I think. Hundred percent. You've got to start Enzo and Kante, and then obviously Kante can't play the full match. I can understand that. Um, and then maybe bring in Zachariah. I don't know. Um, but. I mean, he's gonna probably use Gallagher. Let's be honest, because oh my god! I yeah, I every, can see Gallagher everyone. On. I think so. But I, I think um, later Mount. On, I don't think Mount. Yeah, later on, but I don't think Mount will start. I think a lot of people think he comes straight into the side. I, I will be disappointed if Mount comes straight into the side. Really? Um, he is going straight into the side because that's who is gonna play for Frank. It's just no, is. no, I know. But I think, like Mendy. Mendy's going to come straight into the side. Oh, by the way, well. I forgot to say, who, Mendy who will come back. Mount, who does Mount start for? Who who does he replace? What are we using back three or back four? If we're using back three, it's very simple. You know who he's replacing. Who? We're using it's, back it's, three. It's, it's, I think we're going to use back three. If, if, if it's a back three, he's replacing the Sterling or Habits. I don't see him dropping. Yeah. Uh, I don't see him dropping Felix. No, but that's... No, that would be... Like Felix starts. Yeah. But yeah, all right. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I was just going to say... This is the this is another segment of the of the podcast. Lampard bought sixty percent of these players at the club. He's gonna want to get the best out of Kai Havertz, so I don't think he would just drop Kai like that. And he's the main character at Chelsea anyway. But he bought sixty percent of this. He bought sixty percent of the squad. Who did he bring in? Obviously, I know we had the band, so we had a lot of Reese and, and Mount. He who else? He brought in Kai. Ziyech, Kai. Oh, he did bring um, in Ziyech. Yeah, yeah, he brought Ziyech. Kai Havertz. Mendy, Mendy. Yeah, yeah, he, he had impact that covers for Kovacic. I know he impacted Kovacic one way or the other. Um, he, well, he, can't remember. You know, you know, one thing um, we should be discussing. The one thing we haven't discussed that's always attached to Frank's name: the youth players. Let's see who is the youth player. Do you think? Great, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, sorry. Uh-huh. I don't think that would be the because the, the squad is bloated already, so there's no space for that. No, Connie Chukamex is in the team, is he not? Do you think he will feature more <laughs> as a result of this? Because he is on 100k a week. And he was supposed to be getting game time under uh, Graham Porter. So, do you think he features in any way? No, I'm joking. It's like 60. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. 60 or 70. <laughs> no, but um, it's, 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 it's a case of Lampard knows we only have the Premier League and the Champions League to play. So he doesn't have the luxury to introduce like you players. I mean Connie, I'll give you Connie because yeah, Connie. It depends on the formation Lamps decides to play. This is what I'm looking forward to Saturday. We can't say anything until we watch the Saturday game. So it would be nice to repeat the same cast. Oh, like I'm wrong. Said, he's on can't say- week. Yeah, he's on hundred K a week. Okay, oh, wow. So you guys yeah. think Mende will be will be back in the goal? Yo, he does not rate Kepa. He bought. We went out of his. He he froze Kepa out of the the, the team. Remember, yeah, he wanted he to get did, rid of. Him. He did. You're right. He did. I yeah. think that would be so harsh for Kepa. No, honestly. but wait, Frank. I think Mendy starts in the Champions League. 
I think Kepa will be, on, will be Wolves game. so harsh, man. No, but, yeah, but the only reason have... Kepa has been playing is because many broke his arm, his hands. Yeah, he just came back. Yeah, yeah but so, he's, it's it's... how long has he been back for? I think he's been fit for quite a while now, no? Two games. He's a contract. No, no, it's been two it's games. It's a contract. Ray, it's a contract. It's because of the contract. No, no, it's not because of the contract. So, I forgot what game. The last, was it? It was three or four right, months um... ago, right? Three or four months ago, he broke his hand That's... in that game. Yeah, because remember... Kepa played like a majority of the games. Then he got injured at West Ham. Then he came back. Then he played the game instantly. Then he broke his hand. I don't know if it was in training or in a game. And then he's been out ever since then. Then he recently was seen in training like two and a half, maybe three weeks ago. And he, he hasn't been back Bore, that long. Yeah, he's not been back Bore, that long. Bore, Mendy went to the World Cup, remember? It's a contract, bro. I'm telling you. No, it's not a contract. He broke, he broke. He broke his. He broke his hand somewhat, sometime after the World Cup. I don't remember when it was, but he broke his hand. All right, first. He yeah. But I, I think I was gonna tell Ellie this. Ellie, you know the fan base. They they say Mendy is better than Kepa, and like Rate said, Lampard went out of his way to get Kepa. Lampard in the in his presser said it was a clean slate for everyone. Again, this is why I'm excited to see his lineup. There's no way he's. I think, I think everyone is excited to see his lineup because it's. I think it's gonna. <laughs> the thing is, I think everyone like. I d- well, everyone should be expecting the unexpected because I think Lampard has to do something. Lampard has to do something significant to to change things because he. Yeah, I, I, think- I personally feel like he can't. He maybe, but he can't. I feel like he might not be able to do very much with the the same team that Potter put out, for example. Like with tight, you know, it would be like tiny tweaks, like the like maybe two player change or something like that. Like, but something needs to change. But I don't know what that's going to be. But it could be really boring, and it could be the exact same lineup that you saw the previous game. No. Hell no, mm. because Mount is going to start. Mount is gonna start, so hell no. I don't think Mount's not. I bro, if he brings Mount directly into the team, I'm gonna be so disappointed. I will be so disappointed. He's gonna start. I'm gonna say this before round. I don't think. I don't think Mount starts. I don't think he should start. So he's gonna start. Okay, I'm just gonna say this. Listen, his credibility is on the line. If Mount starts, his credibility is on the line already. What do you mean? His credibility is on the line. We're gonna see Marie, things like Marie. three men midfield of Gallagher Mount and 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 DM fucking uh, I can't no I don't want to see that bro like I'm telling you right now we're not gonna see Endo ever again DM DM Loftus Cheek DM <laughs> no 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 Ray 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 what's the difference with Kepa and uh, Mendy starting over Kepa and Mount starting it's the same is the exact same thing if if Mendy starts nobody bats an eyebrow but if Mount starts you're gonna no, say no. what you just said no 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 same you, thing. you you know the difference you know the difference. Because Kepa, Kepa, if you looked at the goals we've conceded, Monica, please back me on this. You've seen some of the bookie goals we've conceded because of Kepa. At least with Mendy, I can say he's yeah. shut up and is decent. At a certain point, it was probably one of the best in the league. So I have something to hold on with there. Mendy? As long as Mendy doesn't do back passes, we're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, trying to dribble the ball and just pick it up. I don't want to see any of that fancy stuff. Pick the ball I up. Think, I think a lot of people are forgetting how bad Mendy was. <laughs> Like, re- in like in the last however long 
when before he got injured. Like he he was really bad, and he was so bad playing out from the back. Like no no, no but we're talking about the point that as soon. No, but Ellie, we're talking about not the distribution. His, his shot stopping is no, it's been questionable. Yeah, but but Kepa's is worse if you deep it. Kepa, some of yeah, I mean. Kepper has biscuit fingers, like one hundred percent. All right, cool. So we're going, we're going to Mendy and goal, right? Who's our? Yeah. I don't, I don't want to stretch the podcast longer than it needs to be because we need to round up. But um, so for me, let's just do a quick prediction. But for me, let me say mine quickly. I think Lampard plays a back three on Saturday, and he plays Mendy and goal. I'm out. Um, Ray, Ellie, and Monica Carando, so. Ray, what do you think? Are you asking for the full 11 or just, just who's going to be dropped? I would say, like, just main points. Not, really, not necessarily the full 11, but just main points. So, like, I said, um, the back three. Can we see a resurgence from Mendy again? It's, you never know. I, I feel like, again, he was on the bench last game. And he's been on there for, like, the, he's been available for, like, two games. So, it's a high possibility. I can see Mendy coming back. Mount coming into the side. The question is for who? As much as I want to be like on everybody's side and say Mount come back in, he probably should not. We'll probably see Sterling and Mudrick um, come in, and I only believe that because I think he's going to play a four-two-three-one. Um, so I can see Mudrick playing out wide as a winger and Sterling out wide as a winger. Felix up front, and I have it behind him. I, I think before money go before money, um Ellie and Monica go, I think there's a big chance of Aubameyang starting. But I might be wrong. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he can't play Champions League, right? So I mean, why not? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I, the chances of Felix starting through the middle are so slim, right? But let's see, let's see. Ellie, your turn. I think I don't. I think Aubameyang on the bench. I don't think Aubameyang starts. Yeah, that's um, right. But I, I'm genuinely clueless in the sense of what he could he could put out. Like he I it'll be a surprise for me. Cause I I I agree with Wraith. I think it's like four two three one based on the players that we have and how they can be as effective as they can be. The only thing about obviously a back four is it reduces um so for example it reduces like Chilwell and Reese going forward, um, but I don't. I don't know. I am. Um, I think. I think it will be similar to what a similar lineup to what we what we've had before. I don't. I think Mount does not start. I think Mount's on the bench and he'll come on later. Okay, okay, okay. But I was just gonna say this. He played a back three at Everton, and we all know. His clean sheet record isn't that good. So he's going to be a bit pragmatic. I'm playing away from home. I, this is why I think we play back to you. But yeah, Monica. Um, honestly, I, I don't know. I really don't know. But I, I see Mount starting. Sorry, I really do. I believe Mount starts. <laughs> um, I can see Gallagher making an appearance. Whether that, I don't think he starts though, but I can see him definitely making an appearance. Yeah. Um, Mendy in goal. I don't know. I'm not so sure, you know. I'm really not so sure. Um, but I'm if I'm honest, I'm I'm clueless. I'm I'm very much clueless, but I see Mount, I can see Mount. How about Kai Havertz? Um, yeah, I think Kai Havertz will start. Great, you too. I think Kai Havertz will start. 
Yeah, I think the only difference is going to be whoever plays in the other 10 position. It's probably going to be Felix and Kai because uh, they have the best connection up front. So the question is, is Mudrick going to come in? And let's say Kai goes to the right of the 10. Or is it going to be a 4-3-3 where you have Felix, Kai, Mudrick, and then Sterling? Um, that's what I hope happens. But with with that Frank and his his birth son, you never know what's gonna happen. But that's probably the best bet. I think either Mudrick or Sterling comes in or Mount. One of those guys is coming in. Should be fun. All right, cool. Are we winning on Saturday? I think we're winning. I don't I don't want to jinx it, but yeah. Have you seen know. what Lobotegi's been doing? Bro, don't matter. You heard the Wolves episode recently. Don't matter. I think we win. I don't want to jinx it, but yeah, I predict a win. I think I think it's strong to predict a win, given what's going on. <laughs> like it's brave. I think it's brave predicting a win, especially because it. Wolves have been tricky with us in the past. Like I don't know. I especially with Lampard coming back. I I just don't. I'm not. Maybe a draw. Maybe like one all draw. No. You guys realize Wolves Maybe. have lost one of the last four games. So, look, I think they drew it to Forest. They lost to Leeds. Oh, actually, no, no. They lost two. Oh, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I'm wrong. No, actually, they have a terrible record. I'm wrong. We should be winning this game. We but you guys don't should, forget. We should be I, I, winning a lot of games. That's the thing. We should have nailed the What? I think Wolves snatched it. I do. I'm, okay, I hope yeah. I'm wrong. I want to be wrong. But if I'm... If I'm you know, given my honest opinion, I think Wolves snatch it. I think it'll be a tight game, and I think sort of 70 minutes plus, I see Wolves scoring. I don't know. Mm. I hope I'm wrong. Either a draw or a loss for Chelsea. We'll I guess if we get that, if we draw, we then we, we're safe. We're not going to get relegated because we'll have 40 points. <laughs> we're not thinking about relegation. So low. <laughs> <laughs> Monica, we're trying to finish eight. We're trying to qualify for Europe next season. That's what we're trying to do. Um. Yeah, um. I mean, that would be the best of a rubbish situation but if you look at the games we have left to play um don't matter don't matter okay um i want to round it up but i'm also tempted to ask you guys this question that's cool so I just i just want, yeah i just want to ask answer monica's question really um monica it seems like you don't have any faith in frank lampard so it'd be nice to have you um, be again Perhaps with a bit of content, because I by then you see Frank playing. Perhaps you might see something that might, you know, mm-hmm. make you more confident. So I'll keep an open mind as well. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Because you see, you see, you, you, for you to predict a loss, interesting. But yeah, I want to ask you guys this question. Um, do you what are the objectives for Frank Lampard? Okay, no, actually, no, ignore that. How does Frank win your respect? Because you guys are critical of Frank. But how, come end of the season, what are what? are his objectives but also how does he win your respect for me i predicted we're going to qualify for europe if we do that i think frank can pat himself on the shoulder and be like he did well i'm not going to say win the champions league because that's too much but great early what do you guys think you want to go right yeah i'll just go what does frank lampard have to do to earn my respect i mean i respect him as a player i don't need to respect him as a tactician but, I mean, in order for me to say, okay, this guy actually has tactics, um, just set up a, a good team, have some good subs, have a good structure, and then I'll just I'll take away all my slander. So it's very simple. How are the objectives objective for this season? Uh, the season? Try to keep us 
because I want to be fair. Because even though, because you know how like certain managers, they they kind of take over a sinking ship, and there's very little they can do. Um, yeah, I'll say aim for eighth, or yeah, aim for eighth, and just look like you have a semblance of like identifying who can be in this team uh, for the foreseeable future. So just aim for eighth. Figure out because you have this allegedly amazing talent ID. So aim for eighth. Um, actually identify players that can help the system, and then if I see that, you know, two boxes checked, and he's done his job for me. Fez, Fez, a. It's hard to have. Like I think it's unfair for him to have high expectations because strictly because of the hard fixtures. Like these fixtures are hard, and so. For for us to come in and be like, oh yeah, like he should get European football. I'm I mean, I don't I don't know. I'm I'm not overly confident. Um, because strictly because of the the fixture uh, list that we have, like they're they're hard, man. <laughs> um, they're they're hard with like a a, a decent manager. Like no offense <laughs> to Frank, but they're they're hard fixtures with a decent manager. So for us to be quite confident in getting eighth, I think is a push. Given especially given how um Brentford are doing quite well. Um Fulham I think will sink back a little bit with the Mitrovic ban, but still are still good without Mitrovic. They're still good without Mitrovic. Um, Liverpool, I don't even know no, what's going on with them. We played them twice already. No, no, no. I mean, um, I'm just I'm going by. We have to, we have to look at who, how are the teams around us, how they're going to perform. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not saying that. Um, obviously we're we're playing, we're playing some of them, but not. I mean, we have to rely on. We're at the moment we're level on points with Fulham. Um, Brentford are four points ahead of us, so are Liverpool. So we have to rely on Liverpool and Brentford to drop points and Fulham to drop points. Um, because we've got um Fulham and Liverpool have a game in hand. So um, I think it's I think it's a push to be honest with for us get, to get eighth. I think Liverpool are weird. Because they they can look really good in one game, being like, oh yeah, they're back to their usual self, and then all of a sudden be like, absolutely awful next game. Um, but I think yeah, the eighth is a bit of a push. But I I don't know the expectation. It it's hard. It's so hard. Like if he gets like winning, just winning against. Real Madrid, it would be enough for me, I think. <laughs> like if he if he wins against Real Madrid, that would be crazy good. But um I guess at at most get eighth, but I I think that's I I honestly because the bar is so low right now, I don't because I wasn't Thank- expecting anything. Thanks to I, I, I'm not expecting anything, you know? Yeah, the bar is so low. Thanks, supporter. Um, Ellie, I think you're just having a dose of what it feels like to be to have a new manager at the helm and like setting standards again. So I get what you're saying because Porto was really bad for us. So yeah. <laughs> I get they're trying to be fair, so I do get that. 
I think eight is realistic. I know, yes, obviously you have to take into the take the fixtures into consideration. But for Frank and what he has done at Chelsea, I think eight has been fair. He's gonna have a positive impact. Personally, that's what I think. But yeah. Um Monica, I have a question for you right before call it day. I know I don't want to stretch it too much, but Monica, um what the you know I know you said Frank just has to avoid relegation, but I think that's suffering from Porter Porter syndrome. <laughs> so what can you say like Frank's objectives? Before I... Um I mean I mean to be fair to him, it is a really crap situation. I think I mean eighth would be amazing. Can't believe I'm saying that as a Chelsea fan. Um but I guess <laughs> seeing our seeing our players actually score would, would that would be great. That that would be a positive maybe. Um yeah. um yeah, like I think that this season we just it's just it's just a chance. It's just a rebuild essentially. So maybe just trying to see um, are the players working together, um, forming a more cohesive team. I think that's probably the what I'd like to see, and just good football for the rest of the season. I think that's all I can really say because I think anything else is just probably too difficult. I mean, Lampard's got an amazing excuse anyway that he inherited a really crap situation. So I think it'd be unfair for me to be like, yeah. I, I expect you know him to be amazing when I don't even think he's amazing to begin with. Um, but yeah, yeah. Right, first, I feel me. like first, I feel like Tuchel set the bar really high. So every time we expect like a, a manager to come in, I know. Yeah, we all want some guys wanted Nagelsmann, some wanted Enrique, but we're shocked we have Lampard at the helm. So not everybody. Yeah, you know. Yeah. The problem for happy. me is the is the is the ownership anyway. But you know. Yeah. Um, Ray, the question for you before we call it a day. I promise it's the last question. Unless anybody else wants to talk about something else. But Ray, I want to ask you this question. How is it possible that you can get behind Bruno Salter, but you won't, get be- you won't be amped up for Frank Lampard? I am baffled by this. How can I get behind? Because <laughs> I don't... How do I explain this? <laughs> when, when you're... You ever heard the, the, the term, like, if you don't laugh, you'll cry? For me, the whole Bruno thing is just me having fun with some random bald guy who claims to be like a fan of Pep's tactics. It's just jokes to me. But the minute you start introducing a guy that I had to watch his horrendous tactics for a year and a half, yeah, I'm a well, not even, yeah, it was a year and a half. Of course, I'm gonna feel a certain type of way about it because in my head, I'm like, okay, Bruno at most in my head, Bruno was gonna be here for like two games, right? And then let's say like he won two games back to back. I can say, ha ha, Chelsea has a manager who's never lost a game for Chelsea. Ha. And then when it ends and Nagelman or, or Enrique comes in, you know, the serious business begins. But now that we've heard that we're getting an actual interim, cool, then it has to be Frank Lampard. And because I know for a fact these guys are doing it because they want to shut the fans the fuck up is another reason it pisses me off. Because I see people feeding into it. Like, the, I was on a space, and, and Roman was like, oh, um, if would you take uh, Frank Lampard for one more season if you won a Champions League? I'm like, are you winding me up? Like, you want me to slash my wrist for another year of fucking Frank Lampard with this team? Come on, champs. Let's be logical here, man. Like, stuff like that. I, I, the ownership have done their job, man. Masterstroke. I respect it. Great. Um, if Bruno won the Champions League, would you take him at Chelsea? No, yeah, I know you say no because because I'm not crazy. Because I'm not crazy, I, I wouldn't let the Bruno thing ever get that serious. Okay, 
In fact, if they told me Bruno was playing more than two games, I'd probably lose my shit even then. So, all right, fair. All right, but to be honest, the I think he had a good game. Obviously, if Kai could finish and if Enzo was not offside, no, let's he be honest. Bruno's a better tactician they than were... Paul. You guys saw it, and I'm Paul. Yeah, he's better than Paul, and he's definitely better than Frank Lampard. Tactically, he's not better. Yes, you he is. You, I saw his tactics. Like he seems like Potter 2.0 to me. He no, brought no, on no. Gallagher, like no, no, no. I said tactically, not 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 substitutions, Ellie. I'm talking the, like his structure in the game, what he did with the players in yeah. the game. Substitutions, again, he he's never picked an eleven in his life. It is what it is. But just his what he did from start to finish until the subs, good tactics, good setup, good structure. Did his yeah. job. That's all I can say. I can't say that for Frankie. You don't know that. You, you have to wait till Saturday. I, I watched him this season. Yeah, Everton, but he has different tools at his disposal now. I've also so watched Sean Dyche ball. He's got tactics. What's your point? All right, cool. We're going to leave it there then. You um, see? You see? Monica. There you are. <laughs> nah, we're going to leave it there because if I keep going, I'm just going to say, like, you can't say that until you watch this game at Wolves. Then we can re- re- then we can reflect on something. But, but for but now, that we doesn't not- make sense, Tommy. Before we leave, that doesn't make sense. It's not like this guy hasn't managed for a year. He managed this year, like yeah, exactly. Come on, <laughs> come on. Stop being blinded by Lampard, the player. Let's let's, let's no. get our coach gloves on. This is him as the coach. It's not personal. My point is, you haven't seen him with this new Chelsea. You don't know if he has learned. But I've seen Sean Dyche with the exact same team, and he's got the BLM four doing their business. What's your point? We'll see. We'll see. We shall see. So you see what Ghana Gay and and, and Decore are doing? It's like Decore's career was over. He's moving man now. He's never seen as many black players in his life. What are you doing? We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But yeah. Um. Monica, Ellie, great. Thank you guys for coming. Monica making a debut and Ellie making a debut today. And it was long, but it was heated. Not heated, but I don't know what the word is. It was, it was a nice discussion, really. And I do hope we keep on winning come end of the season because I do feel connected with Chelsea again. You know, I don't know about you guys. I, I guess you guys, rate maybe not you because you have an agenda. Ellie, I think you're like on the fence. Hold Monica, on. You know. Monica's on my side though. <laughs> I am, Monica's, and I'm, Monica's frightened. I'm a true For fan. Me. I like. I want to be wrong. I actually want to be wrong. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I, I think feel, I am. I think I they've feel, done the board have done their job in in making you think you're connected to the to Chelsea again because they've appointed Frank. Yeah, it's the facade. It's, this is what I mean. I think they're they're lulling us into like a full sense of security and like warmth and cuddliness because we're like they're they're introducing a club legend. Well, I say introducing, reintroducing a club legend. Like, no, no. and I just I just don't. You know, you feel more connected because you loved Lampard as a player, which is fair enough. Everyone did, but we have to remember he he wasn't a good manager. He isn't. No. Really out. Really out. But I'm trying to say, I'm trying to say really that when Bruno was in charge as well, once Potter left, the agenda dropped. That's what I'm trying to say. So it's not about like, that's what I'm saying. I was, I was pumping, I was punching the air, like hoping for Kai to score. Cause I, I didn't, it's like, oh, I, wanted, I just wanted Chelsea to win. But when Potter was in charge, it was like, get this guy out of the club. But now I feel connected again. 
So the fact Frank is there makes me double doubly connected. And he no, he's not a shit manager. But yeah. I'm Mateo, I guess. <laughs> listen, listen. Again, he's he's got his third chance at managing. Let's see what happens. Third? Fourth. Or second at second chance at Chelsea because he has better players at Chelsea, so I think he'll be better. But yeah. Monica, anything you wanna say for for the day? Um what a tough couple of games left. I hope we do better than um expected and yeah, at the end of the day, Chelsea fan for and through, just hoping for the best, but just uh not really expecting much. But yeah. <sighs> Up the Chelsea, I suppose, you know. Bye, yeah, guys. We, yeah, bye. Thanks for having me. Frankie sucks. <laughs> I'm not going to reply to that. Ellie, thank you so much for coming. Like, it was so good to hear from you as well. Thank you for having me. Cheers. Ray, thank you, bro. Good night. You're welcome, man. Even even though we don't, I don't like Frankie, you do. We can still respect each other. <laughs> I cannot believe you like Bruno Salter over Frank but yeah I'm gonna He's make sure you I'm gonna make sure we talk about this um Frank ball next we speak again we'll hopefully I have something to react on this time but yeah cheers guys take care of yourself and thanks for listening to the Sanchez Blue 